Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the New Man Podcast. I'm your host, Sathya Sam, and it is such a pleasure to be here with you guys today. I am having a, a really good Friday, very productive. I just finished another round of content, uh, pardon me, copy editing of my book, which, um, which I've been kind of working on little bit by little uh, the last little bit, and that's been really exciting. So it feels good to have another round done. And uh, oh, I just feel like I can breathe again. So uh, it's been really exciting, uh, but I'm excited to dig into today's content as well and sort of continue from yesterday's episode. Um, well, actually, it's not yesterday. I think when this publishes, it'll be a couple days. But the previous episode, which was just talking about the, the importance of taking action and basically that you cannot change a circuit in your brain unless it is active. And one of the mistakes that we make is we just take in information and we take in more information and we think that because I have the information, I'm good to go. I got it. But actually acquiring the information is only the first step. And to be quite frank, it's the easiest step. The second step comes with actually applying the information and not just applying it in times when it's easy, but applying it at all times, even when you encounter challenges. So The textbook example here is that you learn some little tactic or strategy to help you combat temptation from uh, temptation to look at pornography. So maybe it means, um, you know, anytime you're aroused, you take a cold shower. Okay, that's something people do. It's very prevalent in the nofap community. So, okay, every time you do it, uh, you get taught, I'm going to take a cold shower. So then the next time you get tempted, that is the real, um, that's the real test of whether or not you actually learned a new tactic. Because if you're tempted and you think, oh, I know I should go take a cold shower, but that's going to be really uncomfortable. It's inconvenient. I'm kind of enjoying what I'm doing here right now. Uh, That's fine. I'll just try to tough it out. Well, that knowledge is absolutely useless. And that brain circuit is going to stay the same. So that was kind of the summation of last uh, the the previous episode. I want to continue it today and just talk about uh, the real importance of action. And uh, these two episodes are going to combine really, really nicely. But um, but the reason that I want to talk about action is because I think in our society today, we are fat with knowledge and we are thin with action. And uh, the, the stats are really clear that, you know, we are the most informed, intelligent society to ever exist in the world. At any, at any single point in time. And that is due in large part to the technological advancements. We just, we have so much information accessible at our fingertips that it is, um, it's almost impossible to not be intelligent in this day and age, especially uh, when you look at kind of the historical context of, of intelligence. Interestingly enough, you, you would think that, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, people had all these problems in life. And if you were to tell them, did you know that a hundred years from now, technology would advance so significantly in such a short span of time that people would be, um, you know, significantly smarter, like whatever the trajectory is, it's going to be like twice that maybe three times that I don't have an exact stat, but it is significant. 
And if you ask that person 100 years ago, do you think if, if somebody became twice or three times as smart, the average person was two or three times as smart as they are now, do you think they would all have the same problems? And I guarantee you, that person 100 years ago would say, oh, of course not. Absolutely not. Because somebody with more information and more intelligence is going to be able to problem problem solve better, handle relationships better. They're going to make long-term decisions. They're going to exercise more wisdom in their general day-to-day living. Uh, No, no way. There's no way these same problems exist. I can almost guarantee you that they will be more advanced and that they won't have the same problems we have today. And, you know, there is some truth to that. If you look at technology, I mean, technology has eliminated some of the problems we had before of uh, communication, productivity. Um, we, have, we have all kinds of invest- inventions that people couldn't have dreamed of 100 years ago. But some of the f- fundamental human issues, the uh, finding self-worth, getting our needs met in healthy ways, learning to relate with one another appropriately and in ways that are actually constructive, um, these are things that we still wrestle with today. And in this context of, you know, recovering from pornography, learning to really master your sexuality and your inner life, what I witnessed personally is that maybe, maybe have we not just um, stopped growing or we've grown slightly, but I think in some areas we've actually regressed. Uh, you look at the prevalence of depression and anxiety there. Uh, much higher than they were 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. They, the, these rates continue to incline um, and, and it, there's really no other explanation other than the advancement of technology, the access to information. Uh, you look at something like um, sexual issues, you know, pornography, those kinds of viewerships are up like, uh, like tenfold, a hundredfold compared to uh, just a couple of decades ago. So here we are, um, you know, at, at the turn of a new decade, uh, I guess a little bit past the turn of a new decade, and still working through these really uh, fundamental human issues. And I believe that the main reason, the main reason that we have got smarter, and yet we are still not necessarily healthier, we're still not necessarily wiser, and our overall quality of life is not necessarily better, is simply because we have believed the lie that knowledge is power. I don't know if anybody's told you that before, but knowledge is not power. That is a lie. Knowledge is not power. And I see it all the time. I mean, there's some people I really respect and admire who will tell you that knowledge is power because if you're in a crisis or you encounter a problem, having knowledge brings you that piece of, okay, I know what we need to do here. Um, There's no confusion. There's no uncertainty. It can sort of calm the anxiety and the panic that might come in certain situations. And I totally get that. And I agree that in those moments, knowledge is useful. But I stand by the statement, knowledge is not power. And if you've ever believed it, uh, in this kind of journey to recovery from pornography and just learning to improve your overall sexual health, whatever it might be, if you uh, were roped into thinking that knowledge is power, then I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It is simply untrue. Because as we have learned and as history has indicated, though we have significantly enhanced our knowledge, though we have significantly developed our information and, and the avenues with which we communicate this information, people are still struggling. And as a matter of fact, people are struggling even more. 
Now, specifically, people are living extremely victimized lives. We are victim to uh, social media, to technology. We're victim to our urges, our desires, our lusts, our thoughts. I mean, people are living with less power than they ever have before. And it is likely because we have believed at some level that if we have more knowledge about a problem or a situation, then surely it'll take care of itself. It'll solve itself. We'll get the power back and we'll be good to go. And as we have learned and as is evidenced by especially the last 20 years where technology has significantly developed, it is very, very clear that even with knowledge, you still have no power. Knowledge with power, pardon me, knowledge alone is not power. Um, Instead, knowledge with action is power. Knowledge with action is power. True power and true knowledge really are, are only marked by action and action alone. You can have all the knowledge in the world. You can talk about it with your buddies. You can have conversations with you know, high-level scholars and experts in the field. You can possess all of the knowledge in the world, but you must read me, hear me. You must take action. It is only when you act on the knowledge that it actually becomes powerful. Um, one, one of the people that I, that I hear talk about... Um, well, I won't actually mention specific names, but but again, somebody I look up to that's quite influential in the financial realm, he says this often. He says, you know, knowledge is power. And what he means is that when you run into financial crises or uh, financial hardships, having a, no- having a plan or having that knowledge is a useful strategy to sort of mitigate uh, what could otherwise be a really challenging situation. You know, you have a plan and you go about the plan. Therefore, knowledge is power. But that presupposes that the people actually act on the knowledge they are provided. And what usually happens, if you talk to anybody who does uh, therapy, um, anybody who does coaching, anybody who is kind of in an, in an advisory, therapeutic, or cons- consulting kind of relationship with their clients, they will all tell you that the number one issue with their clients is not a lack of knowledge. It is a lack of action. It is that they they come to the sessions, they gather the information, and then they go back to their normal lives and they don't apply it or make any tangible changes. And so the next week they come back in the office or they're back in the boardroom and the report is the same. And sure, they, you know, they've been able to articulate some of the, the knowledge and insights they gained from it. But when you actually look at the behavior and the outcome of their life, it's the same. Why? Because they believed that the knowledge is the power when really knowledge is potential. Knowledge with action is power. So all, all you can do, you know, by even listening to podcasts, by, uh, by getting a coach, I am a coach and I'm not bashing coaches at all. I, I totally believe in the system and the process. But, but to just hire somebody and to just kind of get the knowledge, really what it's doing is it's loading the gun. But only you can actually pull the trigger. Only you can actually take action. You can take that knowledge and apply it to your life. And that is true power. 
And I want to encourage you today in the area where you're struggling right now, in the area where you're seeking improvement, where you're seeking growth, in the area where you're wondering, do I actually have what it takes? Can I actually develop here? Is there actually room for me to grow? Am I ever going to figure this thing out or am I going to be hopelessly stuck forever? Whatever that area might be, wherever it is, however it looks, I can tell you one thing. You do not need more knowledge. You need more action. And the amazing thing that happens when you take action is that the learning process accelerates. Because when you only talk about a subject, when you can only hear about it, when you only have the knowledge itself, you really only know so much. Um, If you have your license, I'm going to assume most of you listening have your license, you probably had to read a book, right? You had to read the driver's handbook before you did the written test. So let me ask you. Did reading that book make you a good driver? I'm going to guess probably not. In fact, your ability to drive is best revealed by when you get into the car. And even if you were naturally a good driver and you had a pretty good grasp on everything right off the bat, it's pretty likely that you still learned and improved as you drove more and more. Now, let me ask you. If you took, uh, you took the, the written test, okay, you got your learner's permit, and then you got out onto the road, and, you know, um, as you were driving, you know, you, you weren't doing a couple things right. Your, your turns were a little bit wide, you're a little bit late with the signal, uh, a little bit kind of jerky with the gas and the brake. Would it be more helpful for you, after that, that first experience, would it be more helpful for you to um, read a book on how to correct those changes or listen to a podcast Or would it be more helpful to get back in the car and to drive again? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. You have to just do it again. It's taking the action that actually uh, propels the learning process. Without action, uh, with only the accumulation of knowledge, you stay still. You stay stuck. And the problem is you will think, you will think that you've made more progress. You will think that you have more power than you really do. You will think you're smarter and that you're wiser and that you know more than you really do. That, of course, is the huge danger of knowledge and especially the volume of knowledge that we now possess on a regular basis. Because if you, if you go back after that first time driving and all you do is just kind of read a couple books or listen to a few podcasts, but you never drive again, well, you might think, yeah, I think I got that figured out. But actually, we don't know how much you learned. And we don't know if you can actually do that thing. You just simply have knowledge. I remember um, one time a, a friend of mine um, who is, I, I would say he's had a share of, um, of kind of different attempts at dieting and trying to lose weight and uh, getting into workout routines and whatever else. And he's had, you know, some success here and some success there. And, um, and, but maybe nothing that's really lasted long. And I remember he, he had done all this research on, um, you know, carb intake and whatever else. And he was all excited about it. And like day two into this diet after, you know, making some adjustments to his carb consumption, he is advising other people on their carb intake. Other people that are, are healthier than him and some people that are maybe similar. And I love the idea of sharing the knowledge you have. I, I think no matter where you are in your process, you should be advising. You should be sharing. But... The, the danger of that is that you can acquire knowledge, take a little step, and then feel like you have it all figured out. 
but you won't know until you keep taking step after step after step. Action after action after action. And this is why knowledge alone is potential. Knowledge with action is power. That is where the true power lies for you. Now, let's translate all of this into a porn recovery context. You maybe listen to a couple podcasts, you know, maybe you've you found some value in a couple of the episodes here. And let's say you were, uh, you know, you really want to work on um, emotional fitness. Okay, that's something that we talk about a lot, emotional fitness. So, so you're thinking, yeah, I want to get aware of my emotions. I want to reach that place where I'm really confident in my ability to manage my emotions, no matter what the circumstances are. I, I want to be able to handle uh, a change in circumstances and, and be able to just roll with the punches and not give in to temptation to look at porn or, or something sexual that will sort of medicate the feelings of stress and overwhelm. So you, you take in a bunch of good content, you know, you listen to this podcast, maybe you listen to a couple other experts out there, and you have a, a good working knowledge of how to be emotionally fit. So then you go about your day. And let's say that your your common pitfall is stress at work. Okay, it's a mixture of things. It's workload. And then it's tension between you and your boss. And the, the stress of these two things often eats away at you to the point that you come home deflated and you need pornography or something like that to just take the load off to, to just take the edge off and ease your burden and, and kind of dip back to ground zero. Okay, so let's say that's the situation. So what happens then is if you want to really exercise what you know about emotional fitness, you cannot do that in good circumstances because it's very easy to keep your emotions in check when things are easy and things are good. The best opportunities will be in the moments of duress when you encounter that tense boss relationship or when you encounter the the overwhelming workload that you have uh, in your job. And when you, when you have that moment, so you, you go to work, um, there's a stack of papers on your desk, you open the inbox, there's 50 new emails, they all demand your time, your attention, your resources. Um, when those feelings of overwhelm start to come, that, that is where true power can be exercised because now the knowledge that you've had can be expressed or can be acted on. And in acting on that knowledge, you now have an opportunity to rewire your brain, as we discussed in the previous episode, and actually put it to use. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be smooth. It's not going to be easy at first. It's going to feel a little bit like you're kind of, you know, trudging through mud. But what happens is as you do this day in, day out, and maybe moment by moment, as you'll, you'll have probably several opportunities in a day to cope with the stresses of life, the stresses of work. And as you do it repeatedly over and over again, it's just like driving the car. It, you're going to get better. Your turns are going to get tighter. You're going to get a lot smoother operating the pedals. And similarly, you're going to become more in touch with your emotions. You're going to become more aware of your trigger points. You're going to realize when you need to change the environment, when you need to just take a little break, when you need to take a deep breath. You're, you're going to start to really fine tune and hone all the areas where you can apply that knowledge. Uh, now, I'll give you one last example here just before I wrap up. Uh, let's talk specifically about the temptation to watch pornography. Okay, the temptation to watch pornography. So, um, you know, let's say this is a temptation that you experience daily. So on a regular basis, you have the temptation to watch porn. And when it comes, you either tell yourself to, you know, think about something else um, or you get stuck sometimes like, 
uh, running with it, imagining what you're going to look at, look at. Uh, you know, let's just say that your mind is a little bit scattered on the subject. All you know is that when the temptation comes, you don't have an actionable strategy to, to handle it or to manage it. So then, you know, you, you acquire some information and you decide that the number one thing you are going to do, okay, the number one thing that you're going to do when you look at or when you feel tempted to look at pornography, you're going to just do one simple thing. You're going to pull out your journal and you're going to write what you feel. You're going to write down the temptations. You're going to write down all the details of it and you're going to get it pen to paper. Okay, so this is, this is the strategy. And the theory here is that if you can kind of dissipate the sting of the moment, and if you can invite God into that as you're journaling, even just the idea of God sort of looking over your shoulder as you write it is going to help you see things for what they're really worth and not give in to the heat of the moment. So you acquire this useful strategy, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you feel tempted to look at porn. You think, yeah, I got about 15 minutes here before I go to work or whatever. And you can feel the temptation coming on. And you're like, okay, um, no, I said I was going to journal. I'm going to go grab my journal. So you go and you find your journal and uh, it's not where you normally put it. Where's the journal? Where's the journal? And right away, you've, you've encountered a roadblock. And now it's like, well, oh, this is so annoying. This is like the one thing that was supposed to help me and it's already become difficult. Where's my journal? So you start looking for your journal. You can't find it. Uh, These are the moments where you are going to find out just how much power you really have. Because if you really are interested in putting that knowledge into power, if you're really interested in taking action on what you know, you will have to keep looking for that journal. Or you can, you can go grab a random piece of paper. It doesn't have to be in your journal today. But you, you have to act on it. And you're going to encounter barriers. You're going to encounter challenges. And you have to just push past it anyways. You've got to take that action. So eventually, you, you find a journal or you find a piece of paper and you start writing things down. And as you start writing things down, it makes things worse. Okay, the, the, the temptation increases your, uh, your fantasy or your imagination rather starts going a little bit wild and you start fantasizing and it's like you're writing and you're like, what am I doing here? This is making everything worse. This is, this is way worse than anything I thought. And so you, you walk away from that and you decide, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going to do that again. That wasn't helpful. It doesn't work. Maybe, maybe it's not uh, journaling, but maybe it's an internet filter. Uh, maybe it's an accountability partner and they, they don't reach out to you. They, they don't respond or, or they're slow to respond. Maybe it's that you found a work around your internet filter. What you have to realize is that was just your first time behind the wheel. It was just your first try. And it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be smooth and easy. There's, there's a price to pay. There's a learning curve. But wouldn't it be worth it if the next time you did it, it got a bit better and a little bit better after that and a little bit better? Imagine if you could, you could keep doing it and keep doing it and, and eventually you would start to be as good at resisting temptation as you are at driving a car. This is true power. It, it is taking the knowledge you have acting on it, and watching your learning experience accelerate as a result. And I just want to encourage you, I want to leave you with this. You can do this. You you don't need more knowledge. All you need is action. 
And when the, the outcome isn't quite what you want, wanted, when, when it's not quite what was promised to you, remember that the reward is simply in taking that risk and the outcome is the bonus. So first, we, we, we simply focus on taking action and that is our reward. It's that we have actually made tangible steps towards our desired outcome. And as we do that, the outcome will naturally take place. It'll naturally occur. So uh, I leave you with this. Uh, take some action today. Think about uh, maybe some, some area where you've been really focused on, where you have some knowledge. You've been thinking, yeah, I really want to exercise that. I really want to do it. I think it can work. Take action. And after you take action, take more action. And after you do that, take a little bit more and keep doing it and keep doing it. And you'll be amazed. You'll be absolutely amazed at what happens as you do. Hey, I'm cheering you guys on. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, if you got a moment, it would mean the world to me if you would rate and review this podcast. That helps me get the word out. And if you would like more episodes like this delivered to your feed, I encourage you to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.